1: It's time for a different take on spirituality for the modern world. Welcome to Big Universe with Jim Lefter.
2: Why, well, hello, and welcome to Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. I'm Jim Lefter, kind of a spiritual journeyman kind of guy, media producer. I run a website with online courses called com. Also happy to be the president of the board at the Center for Spiritual Living, Greater Baltimore, cslgreaterbaltimore.org. Joining me today is, of course, my co-host, Spiritual Rebel, Sarah Bowen. Sarah the author of Spiritual Rebel, a positively addictive guide to finding deeper perspective and higher purpose. So I don't know about you, I'm pretty excited today. Our guest is Don Miguel Ruiz, and he's uh, talking about his new book, The Actor.
3: I am so excited about it. I have highlighted almost every page in the book I am a big fan of his writing you know the first the first of his books that I came across uh, was right as I was right actually right before I got sober and for my birthday someone had given it to me and been like hey you need to read this yeah Uh uh-huh and and then I got into 12-step and I started reading his four agreements and it was really it was life-changing
2: it really was it's such a seminal work and the you know the four agreements has been do you know that the four agreements has been the third is the 36th 30, best selling book of the decade
3: and did you know that it's in 46 languages that it's been published in
2: wow that's i i don't even speak that many
3: i'm still trying to figure out what 46 languages i'm i'm sure there's you know hundreds of, or thousands of languages in the world but yeah 46 languages
2: that is amazing that is quite amazing so the you know, it's going to be really exciting. And um, we also have as our ge- uh, bonus guest today is uh, we're going to have Royce Christian back on today.
3: Excellent.
2: All right. Are you ready for some dueling inspirations?
3: I am. You have to go first today. I shall. <laughs> I'm being generous by directing you to go first. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All that happens to us, including our humiliations, our misfortunes, all is given to us as raw material, as clay, so that we may shape our art.
3: Ooh, who's that?
2: Um, Jorge Luis Borges. Borges. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it, I actually stole it from Don McGilroy's. I was book.
3: gonna say I the think actor book, I, yes, because I remember the um, the comment about clay.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, can
3: you read that again now that I just made such a mess of asking you?
2: Okay, all that happens to us, including our humiliations, our misfortunes, all is given to us as raw material, as clay, so that we may shape our art.
3: Oh, i love that. Okay, mine's a little more pithy than that. Here is a test to find whether your mission on earth is finished. If you're alive, it isn't. That's Richard Bach. It's from Illusions, which was the follow-up to Jonathan Livingston Siegel.
2: You know, I've never had a chance to read those books. I really need to.
3: You know, I've read, um, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. But Jonathan Livingston Siegel, I remember, was probably the first non-Christian kind of philosophical spiritual book that I read in my teens. And, you know, it had some animals in there. So perhaps that's why it stuck.
2: I can see that. I can see that. You know, you uh, you tell a story. You told a story um, in your book, I think, and also maybe not in your book, maybe in one of our conversations about uh, how when you first met your husband, that uh, there was there was a, an animal. Reckoning moment on the road. Can you talk oh, about I that? Oh, I did.
3: You know that is in Spiritual Rebel. Yeah, when when I met Sean and uh, we were living, we were both living in New York City separately, and I had bought a house, um, you know, kind of up in the country. And he came to visit, and where I lived, there was a lot of. Uh, you know, animals that got hit on the roads. Like you hear me say all the time, there's a 4 million animals die on the roads every year. It's more than a million a day. Um, But we were driving by and there was a a little kind of, you know, area that we were driving through and I was feeling kind of sad because there were, you know, raccoons and deer and all this. And all of a sudden, Sean smacked his hand across his chest and I was like, what is going on with that guy? And we have an age difference. So, you know, I was like health concerned and, <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? Right. And I was like, um, what's that? And he said, well, I'm just giving my gratitude to spirit for the life of that animal on the side of the road. And I was like that dead one. And he said, yes. And I think that was the moment that he stole my heart because I realized here was a man who cared as much about something that I did. So if you drive with us, Jim, if we ever go on a road trip together, it's ridiculous. We'll be driving, and every couple minutes, you know, we're smacking ourselves over the heart. But now, a lot of people who've ridden with us do the same thing, and perhaps some listeners will start doing it. But that idea of you know giving a little moment of kind of a sacred send off uh, to to the beings that didn't make it across the road.
2: I like that, and I think that's such a sweet story too.
3: That that's actually how the title of the next book that i'm working on right now came about sacred send-off so it is something that has stuck with me for a long time and uh yeah it's, it's just a little something we can do and perhaps drive five miles an hour slower so we have a little more time to navigate if we need to
2: <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit more about your upcoming book or is that top secret at the moment oh
3: no i can tell you now please um and if people are interested, you can go to sacredsendoffs.com and sign up to get on the, the list. But uh, this book is about animal lives and animal loss. And so it's directed to anyone who's ever loved an animal and lost them. Uh, tips for how do we get through that? How do we deal with what's going on uh, in animals all over the world? And how do we see those, those interconnections that are happening right now between the planet and humans and animals? It's messy. Right? We've talked about some little pieces of that on the show, but it's messy. So I've done a lot of research and dug in uh, to look at what are what are some of the things that we can do, and it'll um, be out in twenty twenty one.
2: Awesome. Well, that that sounds wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. I, I always enjoy your books. You know, I you might have known that since you're uh, the co host on the show. So.
3: Well, I enjoy that you enjoyed my book and I enjoy that we enjoy books together now from all these amazing authors. I just, we get so many wonderful people on this show to talk to us, you know, writing a book is hard Yes, and, and it is a labor of love and it is vulnerable and it's a lot of freaking work. If I can say that word, oops, <laughs> and it's a lot of work. So, you know, I think that what we're able to do to highlight people's work into the world is something very special so thank you for doing that jim
2: are you ready to jump into the episode
3: i am so ready let's do it
2: all right let's go okay returning to us for a quick segment is our old friend royce kristin royce is the author of the book scripting the life you want manifest your dreams with just pen and paper hey royce how you doing today
1: hi i have to throw in and also i now have a tv show named after my book that airs in the uk weekends 8 a.m in the morning saturdays and sundays it's called scripting the life you want and it's on sky channel 191 if you're in europe check it out and uh, if you don't feel like reading my book you can just watch the show Yeah, I
2: was gonna ask <laughs> thank, you, thank you for having that. me <laughs> absolutely i was gonna ask you about that so is it uh, what's exactly the focus is it pretty much the same uh, approach as the book or what's it what's uh, the focus
1: people it's, it's, I am, I love it. It's so different. I just had a meeting actually really, it's funny with, with uh, the marketing director at my publisher and they were saying, cause we uh, the fifth episode just aired and um, they watched it and they loved it. And they said, um, oh, that sounds really cocky. I was really happy. They loved it because I'm always nervous. Everybody's going to not like things, but um, it is, this is it. This is it in a nutshell. So I am presenting to the world how a conversation between spiritual-minded people and very hardcore PhD scientists should look like, at least according to the best of our abilities, what we can show people. And it's incredible. We've had Dr. Dina Grayson. We had uh, one of the top neuroscientists in the world, Dr. Mona Sabani. She came on three weeks ago, and, and she, this is a real quote. She said, Uh, And this is a first of its kind. And these are not scientists who go on like, you know, weird, different kind of like documentary shows. These are very respected scientists. And Dr. Dina said that it is time for the worlds of spirituality and new thought to come back together to science. And Dr. Mona, the neuroscientist I just mentioned, I'm going to butcher the quote a little bit, but she said, whether you're calling it neuroscience or cognitive behavioral therapy or what her world is. Or the law of attraction and manifesting, it's the same thing. And that caused like headlines all over Europe, because that's an incredible statement from someone like her to say that what she is finding, what she has studied, and you know, this breadth of work of neuroscience as a whole, and she is someone who can speak on behalf of all of them. They have now come to the conclusion that the things the new thought world has been writing about for 100 years, it, they got they have arrived there. So I knew that was happening. I've known that obviously the book, you know, is very science heavy, but I want it to have fun because, you know, a lot of these people are my friends and I wanted the world to see that scientists aren't scared of us and we shouldn't be scared of them anymore. And it, it's just an amazing conversation. So we have people like them. And then just this past, uh, just the other day, we taped uh, the first of two Christmas episodes with uh world renowned actress, Frances Fisher, star of the Titanic. You know, she's the, one of the only actresses of four, four who have two films that have won the best picture. Um, And she came on the air, uh, this airs next weekend. And she said, first time, you know, I know this from being in Hollywood for so long that that everyone follows the law of attraction or manifesting principles. I know from, you know, being in Hollywood that everyone really who is very successful like her follows these principles, but they never talk about it. It's very taboo. And she, unprompted in the middle of a conversation about her grandson, said oh have you ever heard of abraham hicks pulls out a piece of paper from the daily newsletter reads it and she and i go yeah she's like well i use a law of attraction and here's how you know her show on hbo just last year got nominated for 26 emmys like this is a woman who knows how to manifest and it and came out to the world as a believer in new thought manifesting and it's like this incredible like i was my jaw was on the ground because i didn't even you know, I didn't even prompt it. So we have celebrities like her and scientists. And, you know, it's basically the spirit world and science world coming together. And we're just trying to be a good example to people of what this conversation can look like moving forward into this awesome new decade. When are we going to get it in the States? Is it coming to the States at all? It is. It is in the spring. Yes, I have. You can actually, though, uh, I just found out starting, uh, I think, the Christmas week. It's like the 26th. Uh, and you can go on my website and see there's a link now, broadcast link. So Sky's provided us with a link. So if you are you can't get it if you're in Europe and you're listening, I'm sorry. You have to watch it on TV there because it's blocked. But if you're here in North America you can uh you'll be able to watch uh you know you have to do it at midnight if you're on the east coast so it is it is live but they are letting me upload some episodes i think this francis fisher one will go up and likely the mono one so
3: jim we should have like an overnight sleep sleeping party kind of thing and we do a zoom party late with until yes. midnight
1: right we should That's do so that we could,
3: watch, we could we could have like, little weird little appetizers and wear strange pajamas and watch Royce mean, on tv
1: we just had a guest uh uh actually who was on your show Vince Jenna his episode just aired this past saturday so every weekend we just started my husband and i just started you know we thought you know it's it's fun for people so even though it's very late we do we, we host a zoom and then we give them the link where we can watch it in the us and uh we all have each other on zoom and a little party and watch the show and it's a lot of fun it's crazy though it's it's weird even though i did tv when i was younger but now seeing like, you know, Mercedes Benz commercials and all of these different like mega, like and very British uh, big box chains and then my show. And then back to that, it's just like, it's kind of just hitting because, you know, they built the set here at my house. So it just doesn't, you know, I haven't left the house since March and it's, <laughs> it's kind of hitting home that, oh, wow, this is actually reaching people. So I'm that really awesome. Just...
3: Yeah, that ties in. We were talking, we we're talking a little bit today about acting. So I have to ask you a question, uh, Royce. So we were reading um, Don Miguel Ruiz's book on the actor, and it was talking about how and that's the all name of, of it? us, you know, act.
2: That is the name yeah, of it. Yeah, it's, it's called the actor. Uh-huh. The that's subtitle
3: cool. is is called How to Live an Authentic Life. And so, so the idea he has is that we're all acting, right? And we're all afraid of judgment, and we're all kind of acting in ways that uh, uh, the ways that people expect us to, right? and, and right, talks about right. how to make sure that we're living authentically. So with all of the different projects you do, do you still feel any of that concern about what other people think? Or have you moved right past it? And you're like, I am just Royce and forget about it.
1: Oh, I think anybody who says they've actually done that <laughs> um, is, is, is probably right yes and no I've I you know I started out doing professional theater when I was nine and I started out having directors screaming at me at a very young age and then you know getting used to like reviews and 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 that process when I was younger we're talking in the 90s though there was no YouTube and no immediate feedback it was back in the olden days there the olden days I know my (laughs) ripe old age of 32 but it is funny because you know, Sarah, it's, it's a great question. Um, what happened for me, at least my kind of moment of realizing that I, I, you can't live your life worrying was I did a pilot, um, for the CW back in 2006. And it actually like YouTube had, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day. It's so funny. It just launched, like it had just, just launched. And somehow the pilot got leaked like three months early before it was going for network approval. And, um, it was a, it was one of the most famous shows in Asia. It was, a, it was actually, a, it was an ad- adaptation of a Japanese, like a superhero show, but this was pre superheroes being cool. So uh, it got, that actually came out on Christmas. Wait, morning. wait,
3: wait, 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 hold on. Jim and I just gave each other a face there on that. Superheroes have always been cool. Okay, <laughs> I, agree. <laughs> I agree.
1: No, no, definitely to me. Oh my God. And I was, I was, the, that's a whole other funny story, but yes, I was the superhero. I love superheroes, but people, if you know this too back then it was not like what it is now right it is so now, Yeah. my christmas morning was spent oscillating between extreme joy reading these immediate feedback comments under this illegally leaked pilot on youtube not by youtube but by somebody else and then these horrific you know awful things because this again internet comments were also very new to me and it was christmas and i was just kind of like Ugh, ruined so I, it's, 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 it's always sort of a push and pull. I think it really comes down to at this point, I don't read them. I made a decision like a while ago and people say that. And I think that they're actually, I never believed them year for years and years when like actors or authors would say they don't read their reviews or their comments, but for me, it was the healthiest choice. So I don't know if that's a cheat out of this, but I, you know, my husband will show me good reviews and bad ones, the bad ones every once in a while. I will, I will, you know, you focus on that one little thing that they say that aren't even that, that isn't even that bad. And then, you know, I've learned to not let it ruin my day, but we're all human, like no matter what. And I, you know, I, I really do feel like I speak for, you know, from, from me down here in the Z list, which is where I happily am in the acting world, but hopefully a list in the author world, but, you know, from me all the way up to people that I know that are very, very famous. I, I, I don't think anybody's ever truly over what people think of them because why would we be in this profession we want people to like us so there's a there's ways around it that are healthy and I think that's it's a really challenging thing for a lot of people to get to that point and I I'm happy to say I know that I, I'm there where it's 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 balanced
2: so I guess I'm wondering you know with your experience as an actor um and and what you've learned from that how has that affected your life or in other parts of your life i mean has this has it been a a helpful thing or a hindrance or how do you see yourself in in regular life in regular
1: life yeah it's a that's another you guys had just this is why everyone listening these these two have the best questions um so i think the hindrance is some people would call this a good thing or it, and it can be a a strength to be able to sense when people are not telling the truth. I was very fortunate to study with Ivana Chubbuck and Tasha Smith. And if anybody out there looks them up, you know, Ivana, at one point, I think it was, she had an Oscar winner for best actor actress every year for five years straight. So she's one of the best teachers. So, I mean, but even when I was younger, you know, I had very good teachers. And what they teach you, you know, it's so, it's so intimately related to what we learn in new thought as far as feeling and getting into that space and you know really uh, you know being what it is that we want to be but the downside is i people say that like a bs detector is a good thing i think there's a little bit of a, a it in there's a bit of a jadedness when i talk to people sometimes because i tend to be able to sense acting if you will, because I, I agree with uh, what Don Miguel said. I think we are all acting all the time and there's authentic, you know, there's, there's, we're all doing it right now. Like the way we are talking and we're all friends, you know, is different than how we talk to our spouse. And it's different than we talk to our cat, you know? So there is still authentic ways to be yourself and perform if, you know, and, and that's what we all do and whatever you do, if you're in business or, you know, if you, if you, whatever job you have, there's an element of performance to it. So I think for for my life, the, the the good the good side of it is I can tell I have a bit of a lie detector and people say all oh, actors, you know, acting is lying. That's not the truth. Good acting is is telling the truth. That's why Meryl Streep gets awards because we believe her, right? That's not a lie. Liars are usually easy to, to pick out. So I think as far as how it's affected my life, it's 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 always sort of weird it's weird because and the other just kind of anecdotally funny thing is you I, you can never watch and Sarah and both of you know this like when and now as an author I know this It's it's the exact same thing when you read you can't watch a movie or a tv show without looking like knowing something about the lighting or the editing or looking at that take or how they cut it and hearing oh that was in that was additional dialogue they've recorded and you know when you look at a book now it's like okay well i can see where this was added in and that's fun for me i just think it's kind of funny you know people who watch movies with me often don't like it but overall i think these are strengths that have helped me become a better uh coach and a better writer you know, as far as being able to understand humans, because acting teaches you all, you have to learn how to be a drug addict and a saint.
2: Well, let me ask you this. Um, you know, first off, I do talk to my cat the same way that I talk to everyone else. So, you know, okay. I let right, you well, know so and that.
3: You, and you should, Jim, and you yeah, should. Exactly. You can speak I to us in do. cat speak.
1: Right, I actually <laughs> do talk to my cats that way too. So maybe that was not the best example.
2: <laughs> as, a, as a, what can someone use as a tool in your opinion from
1: acting in their lives? I would say the the let go. So the last step, um, and this is really across all of the main acting schools, whether they're very disciplined or or, or kind of even improv or freestyle. The last thing they tell you is, the whole idea behind a good actor is you, you get every detail you can, you learn it, you study it, you embody that character. But whether you're on stage or on set for five months filming a movie or every week on a TV show at the end of that week, at the end of that film, or at the end of the night, let it go. You have to just let it go and go back to yourself. And to me, that was one of the most empowering things to learn at such a young age, because everybody out there, the way you do it, it's not a hard thing. And it's the thing that actors get tripped up the most on, believe it or not, when they're learning. But it is when they when it clicks, it's the easiest, because if at the end of the day, and then what they tell you to do is at the end of the night, in whatever night, even if you're on set, like I said, for months and months, just take some deep breaths, it's almost like meditation, and just literally say, I'm back in my body. <laughs> and you can. That's, and, and you let go of the day. And that applies to everything. You don't have to do that weird exercise, but you can just learn to start letting go and living in the present moment. And, and that's the other aspect of acting is being present. So being present, but letting go is the thing for people, you don't that's, a, it's not always, it doesn't always have to be the, the bad stuff, you want to just let go of everything, so that you can always be present for anything.
3: You know, and I wanted to make an observation because I know we just have a couple minutes, but kind of pulling together what Royce is saying and what we read in Don Miguel Ruiz's book this this week is that behind what we see on TV or in movies or in books, there are people, there are artists, there are actors, there are those of us who are putting ourselves forth into the world in these ideas. And I think that To remember that when we are commenting, I mean, right. He says, be impeccable with your word. And I think the way that we, and I, I do it myself too. So I am not preaching here, but the way that we treat each other on social media sometimes is not necessarily kind. So I think this is just a reminder to me watching Royce and all he's going through with his new show and what we go through with our books that there are people behind these
1: things. I literally only go on social media now if it is contractually obligated. If I'm doing a workshop and I have signed a contract saying I will promote it on this day, I do it. If it's for the book or the show, I will post it. But I, it's like, I'm a, I'm a ninja. I am in and out. I made that, that was part of just manifesting work and, and just self-help and it made me feel better not being, I was so addicted to social media and I, I was having clients that were, and I was not preaching, You know, I wasn't doing what I was telling them to do. So I finally did it in 2017 I just let go. And what's odd and interesting, and that's a whole other conversation, but most people will get it, is the moment I did that, now... The reviews and everything that comes in are fantastic. It's almost like the and you know energy goes where attention. Yeah. Goes. It's yeah. so when i you're focused on the bad, that's what you bring more of that. I just disconnect it from it. And I just I swear to you, and I have a lot of friends the same way. It's just when you just don't truly get to that letting go. The yes, you make such a great point, and we do have to be kind to each other and. If you're like me and maybe a little bit more sensitive to, you know, criticisms and like things that make you feel like you have to live up to something, you know, just let go of, you don't, we don't need those things that, you know, to be creative and be artists and be writers and be readers. And, you know, we just, or all people living in the same world and being kind is the key. But it is interesting that the disconnect on purpose seems to have actually fixed the problem that makes you feel like you have to be so involved in to fix
3: Amen.
2: One question. One final question. We've got about a minute left. What's the number one question you get from people that are trying to manifest in their lives?
1: Um, (laughs) Lately, it has been, why, why do I have to, how do I, how do I feel? what it is that i want if i don't have it this has been the big one this year and i have to remind them this is the best trick ever okay if you want to manifest a car and let's say you want it the same car for 20 years you're gonna have a lot of junk and good and bad feelings about it whether you love it or not so here's the key and this is what i tell them and this is the truth go pet your cat go out and do something you love if you love a certain tv show those moments will get you into alignment and alignment is all you need to bring that car in and actually not focusing on it and just appreciating loving your wife or your husband and, and really finding things that you enjoy doing. If, if you can actually do it for just, and I mean it, one full day and just enjoy and be grateful and have fun about something completely unrelated to that car watch what happens in two or three days watch it is insane so that's the big question is why why do i have to fake it and pretend and i don't teach that a lot of other people do and i have to remind them that that's the best part this is so easy you can just like love decorating your house and do that you can go you know shopping online and do that if you are having fun you continue to do those things you'll manifest it in so that's the answer and the question
2: royce thank you so much for joining us I know. There's thank so you much, we, we always have a, a million things to talk with you about
1: i know i love it i love being the guest as much as i appreciate being the co-host and I, I will do it forever and ever sarah you are such a good interviewer that i had both of you together i'm like i get empowered so please just accept my thanks back because i love being on the show in any capacity you guys are great
2: awesome well thanks for joining us royce we'll be right back on big universe on unity online radio We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Welcome back to a slightly off-kilter look at spirituality. This is Big Universe with Jim Lefter.
2: And now it's time for our interview. Don Miguel Ruiz is the international best-selling author of a series of books, including The Four Agreements, over 10 years on the New York Times bestseller list, and the 36th best-selling book of the decade, which is awesome. It's an amazing book. He has dedicated his life to sharing the wisdom of the ancient Toltec through his books, lectures, and journeys to sacred sites around the world. Other books of his include The Mastery of Love, The Voice of Knowledge, Prayers, Beyond Fears, and The Fifth Agreement, which was a collaboration with his son, Don Miguel Ruiz, his latest book is "The Actor: How to Live an Authentic Life," written with Barbara Amries. He's a, Here's an interesting fact I didn't know. I didn't know you were a practicing surgeon until you you had a near death experience, uh, and, and then you started following, you know, your your ancestors and the and the Toltec knowledge into a deeper place. I didn't know that.
4: Well, first of all, thank you very much for this invitation. I'm very grateful. And I'm very happy to share with all of you. Well, um, you know, I I was like around 23 years old or something like that. I don't even remember when I have uh, this uh, car accident who changed uh, my life completely, of course, because before that, by theory, I knew uh, that that I'm not my body. Yeah. But with that accident, it was no longer a theory. It was a fact, hmm. I am not my physical body. I live in my physical body and my physical body is really my home. And that changed my whole perspective of life. Since this moment, uh, I see my body as a sanctuary and I am completely grateful with my physical body. And I know that is growing old because I live in that body and it's the result of life. Step-by-step, step, it's so beautiful to see the world in this different point of view.
2: I wanna thank you for um, the Four Agreements and your many books, but that is such a seminal work and, and much beloved by uh, by many of us. So thank you for that work.
4: Yes, uh, these Four Agreements it was the result of uh, uh, I uh, studied the mind for around 10 years. When I decided not to be a medical doctor anymore, it's because I, I, I knew that I'm not my, my physical body. And I see how the, the entire humanity works. And there were so many things that I didn't like it. Then I want to know how the mind works. Then for 10 years, I was working with a lot of people I guide them in so many different directions, and the result of that study it was something extremely simple: the four agreements that us that is instrument to guide ourselves to find what we really are. And I read so many books before I, I, I studied medicine, of course, a lot a lot of information, and I see uh, that. It was a challenge to put what I discovered into words and specifically in words that anyone can understand. Since people who hardly went to school to the most intelligent people to have the same message to everybody and put it into words. I can say I put myself into words. Then the four agreements is really a book that is dead. But whoever read the book is giving life to the book. Mm. And when they read it, that information go into their mind and it becomes like a challenge to everyone and they take whatever they can and they don't have to believe whatever I said. But when they close the book, the book is dead again. When you read it again, you give it life. Mm. But now it feels like as you're uh, reading a different book, but it's not the book who changed. The book is exactly the same. The one who changed is the one who is reading the book because it already uh, let go many of those beliefs that it didn't work with them any longer. And they're open for more. Then this book becomes like a little packet guide for us to find ourselves, To try to answer what we really are. And to find out by the end that we really don't know what we are, but we are. We exist. You know, like the dog and the cat, they don't know their dogs and cats. We call them dogs and cats. And we call ourselves humans. And we use everything that we know to justify our existence. But by the end, there's nothing else to justify. Just like the dogs and cats we just exist, and when we accept all of that, like magic, everything changes. And this is just the beginning of what you say, Toltec knowledge. But I have to say that the word Toltec, it means artist. That is really the knowledge of the artist. And with that point of view, we all are artists. And as an artist, with that eye, we look for beauty, we look for whatever brings us comfort. And we create a masterpiece of art, which is a story, the story of our life. and the one, we are the main character and everybody around us is just a secondary character. As you can see, this is the beauty of one little book that becomes very important for everyone. Then I write so many other books that uh, they go in the same direction and step by step we get getting deeper and deeper. And now the last one, or the recent one, is The Actor, which is the first book of a series of books that we call The Mystery School.
2: So, what is The Mystery School? I'm, I'm very intrigued. It sounds wonderful. I really enjoyed, uh, you know, the first, the first book, The Actor. Um, tell me a little bit about The mysteries, the School of Mysteries.
4: Well, The Mystery School is in the entire planet Earth with close to 88 billion of students, we can say. And it's just one teacher and the teacher is life itself, that we can also call it the school of life. But I, we decide to call it the mystery school because life is revealing to us mystery by mystery. It's like a whole campus who have five, five continents and thousands of different languages, but the teaching it comes from the same master life itself it is teaching us and what really is teaching us is the biggest mystery of all ourselves hmm. because we really don't know what we are and when we find out like i say a little before is no longer important then we can see our own destiny is to be born to grow up, to multiply if we can, to grow old, and finally to leave this beautiful university. And the first of the, of the books is the actor. And it is so beautiful because we can see that every single human is an actor, even if we don't know that we are. And when we was born. Everything was ready for us, for our performance. And we didn't know really, but they hook our attention and they teach us to be like them. First, they teach us to speak. And with that, we create our own story. mm mm-hmm. And if the story is about us, the actor, because we are acting. When we were born, we can say we were completely authentic. But when we grow up, we find out that everybody has an opinion of, on us.
3: That is Everybody's, true. <laughs>
4: yeah. They telling us what we are. And we, and we criticize whatever we do. And we learn to perform for the critics. In that way, we create an image of ourselves that we try to project to everybody because we like to be perceived in that way. And the biggest fear of an actor is what people think about us. Mm, yes. and to please them, we learn to act. And we was changing the the, uh, the acting according to what they was expecting from us. In that way we was losing little by little our authenticity. And as you can see, we learn to judge the same way that everybody else do. And the best, the worst critic is ourselves, the way we criticize ourselves for not being the way we should be according everybody else's opinion. And of course we do the same with everybody, we judge them, we find them guilty. Then we can see that we are performing all the time and everything is shifting and changing. Then as an actors, we try to modify ourselves and to be part of that change when we finally uh, have the awareness that we are acting all the time, we also have the awareness that we are the ones who write the script.
2: Yeah, you, you talk about, you know, a lot of us re- recite the scripts that we learned from childhood. And, and how, how do we start to alter that? What, how do we
4: change that? Well, we can, we can see that <clears throat> we start rebelling in certain point of our life. And the the rebellion begins, we can see like when the hormones come into our physical body and we see the world in a completely different way because our body have all those sexual needs we can say, but the rules that we learn before it go against our nature, against Hmm. our nature. Mm-hmm. And we rebel, but uh, we, we are so afraid of that rejection. And we are so afraid of whatever people think about us. It is so amazing to, to focus our attention in that part of our life. That we become very timid, but at the same time, we want, you know, we want to be humans. We want to grow. We want to share, to live, but we are so afraid. Is afraid for, you know, the judgments. Mm-hmm. And we start feeling guilt for not being the way we should be, according to what we learn. Hmm. And we yeah. just stop ourselves to be what we really are. Then our acting is changing and shifting. And when we are, have the awareness that we are acting, we also have the awareness that everybody around us, they're also acting, even if they don't know they are acting. We start choosing the group of actors who play with us. And as an actor, we behave in a certain way at home, but in a completely different way when we are at school, different way when we are with friends, when we work, when we study, in any activity that we have in life, we have different kinds of group of actors. And when we have that awareness and we know they're acting also, we also know that they write their own script. Mm-hmm. And we get, we get allies and we keep going forward for whatever we want. Then we, we become a polyphacetic actors If we see that in psychology, we'll say, okay, we have multiple personalities, a personality for whatever we are doing in in, in any circumstance. But we can say that things are changing all the time. It's always changing. The way we perceive the scenery is keep changing and changing. And this is important right now because what is happening in this beautiful planet Earth? You know, we have this uh, disease that affects the entire planet. Yes. And that changed everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely, yes. Mm-hmm.
4: What used to be normal is no longer normal. And we have to adapt and act in a completely different way. We can resist and be victims of whatever happen in the scenery around us, but we can be the hero and overcome whatever challenge life brings to us. And what I love of uh, what's happening this year is that this kind of events, they put humanity together. Mm-hmm. We get closer and we become generous and give what we can, but we also receive help that, the motivation that we have is love itself. Mm -hmm. And we can can say that love is, uh, is an equilibrium between gratitude and generosity. In this way, we can see that these events really put humans together against events that humans create and divide humanity and bring injustice, violence, including war. Then this kind of events it really pushes to see ourselves, to see what we can do as humans and understand that humanity is only one living being made by close to eight billion people. It's just like your physical body is made by cells and every cell is its own, but together we create a human being. The same way we create humanity, only one living being that is living in this beautiful planet for thousands of years, maybe thousands, millions, who knows, it really is not important, but is only one. And as a humanity, we are only an organ of a bigger living being, the planet Earth, who have other organs that are very important, like the atmosphere, the oceans, the forests, et cetera. And we work together, creating an equilibrium for the good of this beautiful planet Earth, which is our home. Then when we understand those little things, we get something that perhaps we lose long time ago. And it's the most important part of love, which is respect. First, we need to respect ourselves because we cannot give what we don't have. When we respect ourselves as humans, we respect ourselves at this beautiful body. Then we can respect others also. And the result of respect is peace, is how we engage with the rest of the people that we live with and we no longer go for conflict When we respect ourselves and we respect others, we let them be whatever they are. We don't have to impose or believe and make them believe what we want to. We can see that all this conflict that we have is because we learn to love the same way that the rest of the people, because they teach us to love that way. When they educate us, when they domesticate us, We learn to love the same way that our family does, like society does, which means I love you if. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: Yeah. We we learn to love with conditional love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love you if you let me control you. Then you can see that it becomes a conflict in the entire humanity. Everybody try to control everybody else. And they do whatever in their power to get that control. When we understand that point, we understand why humanity is the way it is. Why all the injustice? Why all this violence? Why war? Because we don't respect. And and the main problem is that we we learn to love ourselves the same way, with conditions. I love myself if, I become what I wish to be. If I become what everybody wants me to be, then I love myself. If I don't love, if I not become that, then I will reject myself. And I have that conflict, and that conflict can guide us into self-destruction. So yes. we,
2: we can rewrite that script. You know, we can, we can change it and rewrite that script.
4: Let me. we can do that.
2: You, you say as part of the process that some of the tools are listen, observe, and trust life to express yourself more fully. Tell me a little bit about that.
4: The stage was ready when we was born for us. And the stage kept changing all the time. Then the stage where we work, it was different before this pandemic as it is right now.
3: That's so true, yeah.
4: Then when we, as an actors, if we have that awareness, we will change for whatever sketch is, is in, in us, around us. We can be part of a big solution instead of resisting. Because we know we are acting, then we can see ourselves in a completely different point of view. And the time comes when the final act is coming and they close. That happened when we leave our physical body. Let's see when the moment that we finished the acting, Mm -hmm. when we leave this world, it's like we see the the entire script together.
2: Right, right.
4: And what is left is what people remember about us, because they really didn't know us. They, They only know what they believe about us. And that images will survive in all of them. That when they remember and listen, that may that can make a big change in the way they live their life. It's a legacy that we can share hmm. with everyone.
2: If you had one piece of advice to give us and we're just about out of time, um, what what's one tool or one piece of advice that you would give our audience?
4: Well first of all, to be aware that the stage is changing all the time is keep changing. In that we recover our authenticity when we lose the fear of being judged. When we stop judging ourselves, we can see our evolution in how we can trust more and more to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That we can give and receive, that we are not alone. And yes, life will bring a lot of challenges and as an actors, we can be the victim and suffer all those challenges that come into life or we can be the hero and react in a way that we will face it, shift it, change it. And by the end, we'll really enjoy to see that this year, it is be wonderful in our life because it's historic. Mm -hmm. It's something that is not happening all the time. Mm -hmm. And we were here, we was part of that, of that challenge. We was part of the change of the shift. We give the best we can of ourselves in order to be part of humanity, overcoming whatever change, whatever challenge come. We see that so many times in human history. Yes. We see many wars. We lose, we win, but life always keep going. Like we're going with or without us, then we have to be so grateful just to be alive and just to witness the whole odyssey that is happening all around us and well, see how, as our heroes, we react.
2: Well, thank you, Don Miguel, for coming on Big Universe. It's been fantastic to have you on.
4: Well, it's been my pleasure to be with all of you that I hope you can feel this love. I can see that you can share it wherever you go, make it yours and make it big. And by the way, help me to change the world. And I don't talk about humanity, but the world that we create, Mm -hmm. the script that we create, let's change it and let's create a little piece of heaven for ourselves.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Don Miguel Ruiz's latest book is The Actor, How to Live an Authentic Life. For more information, please go to miguelruiz.com. For more information about Sarah Bowen, please go to www.spiritual-rebel.com. I've got great premium courses and I helped to create them on my site called youthrivehere.com. Thank you, everybody, and thanks for joining us on Big Universe on Unity Online Radio.
0: Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio,
4: the voice of an awakening world.